When an emotion is present or stress is present, what do you think actually happens to the body? It becomes more tense. It produces tension and that tension seeks resolution. And so what our goal is to do is to resolve that tension by using a process. So the goal is to take the tension out of the body and transmute it into the rest of the world. Who understands what I just said? And it's based on the law of thermodynamics. Energy isn't created or destroyed, it's just changing form by the thought that is controlling it. Now, when we look at the process of what we're doing here, this is the process of resolve. We are resolving the stress, we're resolving the tension, we're resolving the emotion. But we've got to understand what our end in mind. Our end in mind is to take that energy and we want to take the energy from the body and we want to put it down here at the end where it creates something physical. Okay, but in the middle, something is happening. Now, we don't get to see the energy leaving the body. We can't see tension leaving the body. We can't see it clustering and creating levels of surface tension to a point where it collapses and all of a sudden the house is present. Our psychology connects stories so that we can rationalize things that are created in our world. There's a process that's involved. So the process is taking the tension from here, putting it out there. But in the process of doing this, we're also regulating the biology. We're regulating the physiology. We're regulating the biochemistry so that not only are we resolving energy from the biological perspective, we're also increasing the probability of there being a material consequence. What high performers are really good at, they're really good at resolving stress and directing that resolution of stress towards the visualization and the activities that create an outcome that they're actually going for. Does this make sense? So when a tennis player is sitting there getting stressed, he doesn't sit there and go, I'm going to lose this shot, I'm going to lose this shot. He sits there, he gets stressed. As he gets stressed, he has done this so many times, he just resolves and just sheds that energy from his body while he's sitting there visualizing his next shot, visualizing his next shot, and boom, he takes it straight down the line. Does this make sense? Not every time, because this is a probability game. It's not gravity. We're not dealing with Newtonian laws of physics here. We're dealing with quantum laws of physics. Newtonian laws of physics are very prob that cause and effect, okay? Quantum levels of physics, which falls below Newtonian, is based on probability. It's completely random. Our role in this is we're the conduit. We are like the bridge between the quantum world and the physical world, and we are transmuting energy from the zero point through us, and we're expressing it biologically. So we are in a, in a constant process of transmuting energy from this faraway place into this material world. So we actually play a role in how that material shows up and the behavior that it, it actually takes. The process of doing it consciously is step one. We've got to be aware that we are emotional, that we are stressed. You've got to be aware that something is off. Number two, once we're aware, what do we do then? Breathe. We've got to breathe. When we're in a state of stress or emotion, the amygdala has been activated. Your whole brain goes into shutdown and it only really serves you information that you see is going to benefit you in any way. The visceral sac contracts, squeezes all the major blood out of all the major organs, pushes in the extremities so that you can fight a flight. One of the reasons we're breathing and we're breathing deeply and we're doing like the six, 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 the reason we're breathing nice and deeply is we literally want to expand that visceral sac. And by breathing nice and deeply, not only are we expanding the visceral sac, we're actually resetting the autonomic nervous system. So you're resetting the biological response to stress. You experience a stressful stimulus, your brain interprets it as being a threat or as being dangerous, gets throughout the amygdala, attaches a neurotoxin, and you go into fight or flight. Don't think, just fight, right? And who would agree that's a pretty useless state of being? Okay, so when you breathe, it resets the autonomic nervous system, okay, and literally puts you back into a state of coherence. But in order to breathe properly, you've got to breathe in for six, hold for six, out for six. But it really depends on your own lung capacity and how long you can actually hold it for. Our goal is to reset the biochemistry so that we actually reduce cortisol from the bloodstream. And then what's the third step? Step three, we need to manage what it means. How do we manage meaning? What's the three ways we can do that? 
questions, which is, what is the benefit of this? How is this serving me? What skills, knowledge, and experience am I gaining as a result of this? The goal here is to take our triggers and remove the power from them. Because anything that can make you emotional, anything that can stress you, it has power over you. It has control over you. And if you can remove the power and remove the control, you are f***ing infinitely powerful. There's no button that can be pushed. There's no one can f*** with your shit ever. This to me is where the mastery is because we've reset the biology, but now what we need to do is we need to reset the psychology. The highest level of this is getting to a point where you can look at the things that once stressed you and look at them and go, I'm so grateful that's in my life. Now at first you're gonna go, are you kidding me? I am not, I am not grateful for that person, that thing, that situation, that event. But imagine if you could be. So we want to get to a point where we can feel a natural state of gratitude because we've just reset the biology, we've now reset the psychology, but by resetting the psychology, it has an implication on the biology. Because when you feel gratitude, what elevates in the bloodstream? DHEA. DHEA. And DHEA, when DHEA elevates, okay, it's, it's naturally associated with gratitude, our cortisol levels start to naturally decline as well. And we want to move. And the reason that we move, when all this energy builds up, Okay, it wants to be expressed. Now this is where the magic piece comes in. The last piece is that visualization. And these two literally go hand in hand. Visualize, move, visualize, move, visualize, move. Now the reason for me that this is an important part of the process is coming back to the very first part of the conversation, which is you are literally constantly transmuting energy from your environment into material form, okay? Through the process of the things that you think about, what you visualize, and the things that you take an action towards. Okay, when you visualize things, okay, it affects the probability of the quantum soup of that reality becoming a manifestation. But when you actually visualize and you act, it has this compounding effect when it comes to your ability to create and have the things that you want. We've got to have a process that we can use in every moment to be able to resolve that stress and resolve that pressure. The challenge for most of us is this process right now isn't an unconscious process, it's conscious. Which means when you get stressed, some of you are going, what do I have to do again? How do I regulate? Which is fine. Because when you first learn how to drive a car, you had to ask the person beside you, what do I do next? Your full expression of your genius will be fundamentally underpinned by your ability to process emotions and stress. So when we think about everything you want to do in life, whether you want to be the best husband, the best father, the best wife, the best event manager, all of it is going to be governed by your ability to do this at a very high level. And so my question to you is, how much of this is a part of your natural everyday process? Like how much of this is a part of your natural response system? So when you experience stress or emotion, you're going to be first going, F what are the tools? But if you keep reviewing them, refreshing them, it just becomes a natural way of life.